Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this month's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many, many more seasons to enjoy. As you know, we do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments has many podcasts completed. Our podcasts can be found under the title of Senior Moments. They attest to the fact that there is life after retirement. The greatest fact about podcasts is that you can play them at any time you wish. So don't miss out. Good morning, Carolyn, our producer. How are you today? I am wonderful. Good morning to you all. Good and, morning. And yes, and we really, you know that we are grateful to you for all you do. I, mean, I that's, love being That's here a given. You. I know. And I know. good morning, my wife, Nina. Oh, How are you this morning? I'm fine, honey. Thank you. How I'm, about telling us about today's yes, show? Yes, I'm really eager to get on to that because it is with someone whom we have treasured for many, many years. And she is returning to us after having been on this show two times before. And that is none other than Lois Morton. Ray. Yes, but I have to first, I, before I even welcome her, I, I have to give a little history to this. Uh, Stu and you, Stu and I have performed with her on the stages of Theater 2 of Glen Cove, which unfortunately is no longer around. Well, but they, nevertheless, it had a good run. It did, 35 year or 35 or 40 year run. That's right. She's a marvelous performer and one with whom we have always taken an extra few minutes to watch her work. Now, Lois was our very first guest when Senior Moments started on WCWP, and that was seven years ago, going on eight. And time has flown by since then, and we thought we would spend a few minutes talking about the many changes in our lives <laughs> in that period of time. Uh, we've lost a number of friends. We've lost a number of co-performers. Uh, the closing of Theater 2. So we felt this discussion was apropos. But first, it's now time for our Wacky, wacky Word of the Week. Today's Wacky Word is rhodomontade, and that's a mouthful. It means a bragging speech or vain boasting or bluster. And finally, a rant. Uh, sounds like someone we hear almost daily, but daily, but never mind. Okay, that's political. <laughs> In the late 16th century, English speakers began to use rhodomont as a noun meaning braggart. Soon after, rhodomontade entered the language as a noun meaning empty bluster or bragging speech, and later as an adjective meaning boastful or ranting. The noun rhodomont is no longer used in English, but rhodomontade is still with us. That's a mouthful to say, but I'll try it. Rhodomontade was today's wacky word of the week. We try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our Did You Know? We are continuing our small contribution to the Year of the Woman. We'll share with you a few famous quotes made by famous women. Here goes. Today, we are going to hear from Marie Curie. She was a Polish-born French physicist and was famous for work on radioactivity. From childhood, she was remarkable for her prodigious memory and intellect. Twice winner of the Nobel Prize, Marie Curie made immense contributions to physics, influencing subsequent generations of nuclear physicists and chemists. Here are a few quotes for which she was famous. You know, it, it's just amazing to me that a woman at that at, time, in that era, in that era was able to do as much as this uh, lady has done. There's no question. So here she says, be less curious about people and more Curious about ideas. A good thought. Another quote was, I was taught that the way of progress is neither swift nor easy. <laughs> true. That's true. Life is not easy for any of us. But what of that? We must have perseverance and above all confidence in ourselves. We must believe that we are gifted for something and that this thing must be attained. In science, here's another quote, in science we must be interested in things, not in persons. And finally, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Madame or Marie Curie 
quotes were today's Did You Know? And now to reintroduce our guest. Okay, so Lois began writing songs in the late 60s, and at the suggestion of Pete Seeger, had several topical songs published in Broadside Magazine. After a long hiatus, which included raising a family, teaching, writing children's books and English as a Second Language textbooks, and directing a continuing education program at the YWCA, Lois returned to songwriting in 1996. At first, having retired to care for her husband who had Alzheimer's, she wrote to express her profound sorrow and loss. After a time, she rediscovered the funny side of life and currently focuses on humorous songs of social commentary in the style of Gilbert and Sullivan and or Tom Lehrer. Lois's multicultural repertoire includes songs in several languages, with special emphasis on French and the songs of Edith Piaf. So, Lois, before we say welcome again, we also want to mention your community service credits as a member of Theatre 2 of Glen Cove. We have performed together in a number of shows. And, of course, let us not forget how much you perform for the Glen Cove Senior Center, for the Glen Cove Library, for libraries all over the place, blah, blah, blah. Now <laughs> I can say welcome to Senior Moments. Thank you, Nina. And it's so good to be back here with you. Uh, I can't believe it's seven years since that first program. I know. And a lot has happened in seven years. But what we're going to really focus on today, I think, is the fact that, uh, unbeknownst to everybody, you haven't been doing this uh, cabaret-style singing or performing all your life. You really started... After the age of 75. I started very late. Just I, a I, kid. I was just a kid. Yes. I was 75 uh, when I decided that it was catching up with me what I had not done all my life. Yeah. It was like chasing me down the road, and I had better yield to it and, and, and go out and do uh, what I had not done previously. And so in 2008, I was 75, I started doing cabaret shows, and uh, it's 11 years later, I'm still doing that. Yes, and, and doing, doing it the beautifully. Math? doing the math? I'm doing the math. Right. I'm doing the math. Okay. But I'm also doing the English here, because I have to mention that there was a magazine article there about was, but, you, okay. and it has some wonderful, wonderful quotes. It does, but which, before you read the quotes, yes. I want to tell you, I now have about... I have five shows that I do, five different shows. So you will be mentioning a couple of them. Of course we will. Of course we will. But this Mm -hmm. cannot go unnoticed. Uh, The the opening to this article is, Lois Morton is the epitome of reinventing oneself after retirement. And And that is the whole theory and base of purpose of... Senior moment. That's exactly right. And now I have to. The closing quote is: Morton has some advice to the senior crowd. Now listen up, everybody. If there are things that you really wish you had done and you're still getting around, it's not too late to jump out of the box and challenge your limitations. If something's calling you, answer it. Bravo, Lois. I I think one of the songs that you wrote made me think of as as an example of some of your work, and that's Confessions of a Clutterholic. A Clutterholic, which we all are. (laughs) And would you please introduce that song so that we can have Ryan, our engineer, play it. Okay, I'm happy to do that because that was really the thing that started me off. I had uh, I wanted to move out of my house in uh, Glen Cove. I had been there 36 years. My husband had passed away, and uh, I was a, a you know a pack rat, and so was he. And so it was like an impossible task. But then I worked with an organizer, and after a year and a half or so of trying to work with this organizer, I began to see humor in this disaster all around me, <laughs> and I wrote a song called Confessions of a Clutterholic. Well, people responded to it in a way that I had not seen happen before. And on top of that, 
my organizer got me out to uh, a, a conference in Minneapolis of professional organizers, and there were 900 professional organizers and me with a little piano doing my song, <laughs> and they gave me not one but two standing ovations, and I thought, Something is going on. Something. And, and this was a keyboard, not a, a little, piano. Uh, that was my yeah, little, little baby yeah, keyboard. Yeah, the, right. the, not even a key, a little thing, a toy. <laughs> and and I thought something is going on that has never gone on for me before. And I think I have to pay some attention. I have not been in this place before. And so, Confessions of a Clutterholic was the 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 impetus for beginning to write other songs in that genre. That was the first one. That's so interesting. And we're going to ask Ryan now to play it. There I was, in despair I was, so deep in debris no one knew where I was. And I had to come out of the closet, because I couldn't get into the closet. And face a truth so catastrophic, so outré, so diabolic, I had become a clutterholic. I love all my stuff, I'm surrounded by stuff And I keep accumulating and it's never enough There were piles on the piano and piles on the floor I hadn't seen my tabletop since 94 I read all the books, tried to master feng shui But I couldn't throw a single piece of paper away I had Jigsaw puzzles, missing pieces, 40 years of rental leases, baby shoes and old eyeglasses, notes from all my college classes, souvenirs from summer trips, long expired memberships, every type of little boxes, bits of fur and silver foxes, hordes of fascinating books and cookbooks by a hundred cooks, photos from the Caribbean, from the Dead Sea, the Aegean, beads and wires and tools for beating, magazines I plan on reading, socks and gloves that have lost their mate, against which I won't discriminate, articles I never read, and 50 hats on a styrofoam head. I reached rock bottom and I ran to the phone Someone help me, I cried, I can't do this alone And before I could ponder which things to hide An organizing specialist was by my side He had more manila folders than ever I'd seen And then he revealed his wondrous labeling machine I'm in love with the man with the labeling machine He trimmed tabs, my life keeps my surfaces clean There's really nothing to it, he makes me want to do it The man with the labeling machine, he said You are not hopeless, not a whit You're merely stuck in piles of stuff These things are merely out of place When you give them a name, they will have a space so he cranked up those labels categorically, progressively reducing my anxiety. Yes, he cranked out the labels one, two, and three, and pretty soon he even put a label on me. I'm addicted to folders, it's plain to see. I'm just the other side of OCD. No longer adrift in miscellaneous piles, I've acquired filing cabinets that go on for miles. And I'm in love with the man with the labeling machine He trimmed tabs, my life keeps my surfaces clean There's really nothing to it, he makes me want to do it But there's something missing, you know what I mean? I need a guy with a shredding machine You're not going to necessarily be truthful are you still a clutterholic? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And in fact, I have a sequel to that. We're not going to play it, but I have a new thing because it's just backing up on me. Because it's 13 and a half years since I moved. Uh, and I have something now called miscellaneous. Oh, miscellaneous. <laughs> My whole life feels like miscellaneous. I, yes. I, I, just for the record, uh, do you have any CDs out? Yes, I have. Well, I have the one that you you have, which I put out in 2008. And then I did another one in uh, 2013. Uh, and then, you know, each one was to celebrate a big birthday. So the first one was for 75. The second one was for 80. And then I didn't wait. I wait At 84, I did another one. Because, uh, <laughs> as my mother once said, she didn't buy green bananas at a certain point. So, so I did a CD in... Um, uh, at 84 in 2017, and, uh, and those are my three. 
Yes, that's quite something. And we also have to mention that you are going to be performing at the Glencove Senior Center on um, Monday, the Monday 17th. the 17th. So if this show airs before then. Well, we're going to have uh, make a special request and we're going to get the show aired. Okay, maybe we can do well, that. Well, you don't have much time. It's yeah. next Monday. That's well, right. That's, well, the special request is, is me walking into Dick <laughs> Cox's office. <laughs> I don't have to put it in writing. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, that I look forward to that show. I really do. Because well, then you're going to be presenting your new stuff. new show, complete new thing and it's not my original material right we're doing uh, around the world in song i'm doing Great. it with another guy we're doing at least 10 languages wow okay. impressive impressive you speak french fluently is that correct no i speak spanish fluently i i speak some french i sing french uh, i can get around in france like if i'm in the street i can i can definitely get around very well but not to sit down and have an in-depth conversation uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. well we have kind of a sad story about us trying to speak French. Spe- get around in France, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's another story. And here I hear our theme in the background. Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest, Lois Morton, in a few minutes. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You're listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Stu and Nina is back with our longtime friend and guest, Lois Morton. So, Lois, uh, back when I introduced you, we mentioned the name Pete Seeger. Now, really, I please remind me, what was your involvement or association with, with Pete, Pete Seeger? Seeger? And Well, back in the late 60s, uh, 1968, which this year kind of feels like, <laughs> uh, 1968, I started to write uh, songs for the first time. I think it was the Martin Luther King assassination set me off. Ah, yes. And I started writing a bunch of songs, folk songs, topical songs. I, Joan Baez uh, was my hero at that time. Yeah. And I sent a number of songs to Pete Seeger. I wrote them down and sent them to him. And I got back uh, three letters from mm. him. One said, I'm going out of town, and, and uh, thank you for sending me your songs, and I will look at them as soon as I come back. Uh-huh. The second one was, congratulations on trying to write a song. Um, uh, you should be less reflective and tell more stories. Mm. And then the third one, this is all on the same. Wow. Third letter comes saying, you're a good songwriter, <laughs> <laughs> and you should take... Uh, some of your songs to Broadside Magazine to assist Cunningham, and maybe she'll print some. And she did. Over a three-year period, I had five Uh songs in uh, Broadside Magazine. Oh, very good. I had them for, like, a certain event. Like, there was one for Kent State. There was one for Martin Luther King. You know, they they were, like, commemorating things that were happening. Yes. So you've been writing music. Really, not just short for a short time. No, but then I stopped. Uh, I did this for three years, and then I stopped for maybe twenty-five years. Right. Well, and were, then just... I came back to it when Henry was in, you know, in the middle of Alzheimer's, and I wrote, as you said before, sad songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he passed away, and then another five years went by. And then came this genre out of the blue, yeah. uh, with the funnier. Yes. Aside the funnier perspective that I had not really had before. Well, um, thankfully for all of us, you discovered it. That's well, all I can the, say. One of the things is also as I've admired was the fact that you stayed current with the today's technology. And that leads us to the cell phone song, <laughs> which, which I think is a riot. And it ha- oh, it's right on point. It's interesting it that, so that, you, that you think it's on point because since it was one of the first of this genre that I wrote, for a few years I have not really been singing it, thinking that maybe it's already passé. It is now more relevant than ever because right. you cannot go anywhere 
and see anyone without a cell phone in their hand. Exactly. Um, a good part of the time they're texting, but it's not only texting. You can be sitting on a bus in New York City, and some guy is sitting across from you, and he's talking out loud at the top of his lungs. Yes, I And you don't know, is he talking on the phone, which he doesn't have to have <laughs> an earphone? Or is he crazy? Um, And you really don't know anymore. This is very true. Police used to arrest people. That's in the song. I said something like that. (laughs) Oh, we've got to hear it again. Well, yeah, and it's coming back up. I mean, I I have to do it uh, more again. Ryan, please. (laughs) (laughs) I walk down the street and the people that I meet say hello, hello, but not to me. They're walking alone and they're all on the phone and they don't seem concerned with privacy. Oh, I'm trapped in a giant phone booth. What has happened to my own booth? History has wiped it out without a trace. Oh, you're in my face. You're invading my space. Can't you please say what you're saying in some other place? The courts make no joke out of secondary smoke So they can't blow tobacco in your face Side effects are being tested You could even be arrested For spewing fumes around a public place But it doesn't seem to matter You're assailed with noisy chatter When you only want a quiet, peaceful walk No, the courts wouldn't balk And it wouldn't rate a squawk To cite the hazards to your health Of secondary talk It was only yesterday they'd have carted you away if you loudly spoke to folks who were not there. But now you could be walking to yourself, you could be talking, and chances are that nobody would care. Just make the gesture that's expected, that says that you're connected, and your lunacy could fill the stratosphere. You could mutter, curse, and jeer without the slightest fear, as long as you're holding your hand to your ear. Cell phone language can be scary, it's not in the dictionary. Didn't roaming once mean wandering aimlessly? And I'm losing you was sad, and we're breaking up was bad, and singular meant one, not two or three. It was not so you could hear that we said stick it in your ear. Cells were in jails or biological know-how. But one thing I'll allow, every senor, miss, or frau understands our global motto, which is, can you hear me now? There are concerts in the air, classics playing everywhere, and it starts out like the music of the spheres. But alas, before you know it, someone's sure to say hello. It's so frustrating when the music disappears. Yes, the cutoff so abrupt is, it's just concert interrupt us, and the users just ignore our suffering. Your pain doesn't mean a thing, my uniqueness makes me king. I have 20 different ringtones. I am Lord of the Rings. Hello? Oh, hi. One second. Excuse me, I have to take this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You've got to give us an idea of how you write these these things, if you can. Not quickly. <laughs> really? Not, not quickly. These are like onions. They're all like onions. They layer after layer. I write as much on the topic as I can think of at the moment, and then I have to put it away. Then I don't even know if it's funny anymore. I have to put it away and then take it out again and say, oh, this is good, this is good, this is good. And then I'll go over it again. And then... Depends. The music does not always come along right away on the funny ones. Um, But when it gets to a certain point and there's a structure to it and then there's music to it, then it moves a little faster. Uh, if If I have music in my head for it, I can write a little faster. But if it's just trying to find funny things to say about these subjects, 
It's not like instant off the top of my head, like like uh, improv, <laughs> not at all. So you couldn't have been Sid Caesar's writing team. I could not have been a comedy <laughs> writer. No, no way. No way. But again, you know, something. Speaking of comedy writers, isn't your son a com- comedy yes, writer? Yes, yes. He's very funny. He can do things off the top of his head. Me, I, I, I have to reflect, or I have to. I just it, it takes well, we time. See where yeah. he gets uh, my his latest humor. song, oh yeah, <laughs> my latest song um, is about uh, the dentist, oh. and that has been taking uh, quite a while. It's it's just about done. It's just about done, but it's all a lot of vocabulary that you you would hear at the dentist. At the dentist, office. right? Well, <laughs> speaking about specific areas, there is an, a, a meal called the diet song that you wrote, which to me is brilliant. This is also more relevant now. I wrote it maybe, what, nine years ago? It's more relevant now. Yes, because it has gotten crazier, hasn't it? People are on the most creative diets now. Exactly. Nothing nothing feels real anymore. We don't know where and what, but... Would you like to give us a little background on the diet as cast, or are you? Well, the background is that I was simply trying to have a a dinner with with a family of seven people. That's all. And among the seven people, uh, we had gluten free, soy free, dairy free, egg free, um, <laughs> a vegan. Um, I mean, just name it. It was like. So I thought, you know, there's humor in this. Yes. I have to, I have to begin to write. You know, and it took me a while. You know, each each humorous song has taken close to a year. Yeah, to, I would think to really sure. get. Yeah. you know, they're like having children. Right, <laughs> they are. You're birthing right, them. Absolutely. Sure. And Twelve then, <laughs> and then I finally, you know, put it together, and people responded to that because they were all going through it. Yeah, uh, everybody was going through it, and and I just tried to to make light of. Well, I think this is craziness. one of your funnier songs. Thank you. Yes, this, uh, this is. Yeah, actually, it's hard. Cast. It's hard to top this one. I will okay. tell you something. Uh, this is a song um, dedicated to all the people who are on different diets, and I was trying to think. It, there's a little fantasy here. What would it be like to have a dinner party where everyone is on a different diet, or to? <laughs> To, to try to have it. And, and, and the younger people are on more different diets than the older people because I don't know what's happening to this world, but there's some very creative diets going on. So... It's called The Diet is Cast. I thought I'd have a party, invite some friends to dine, Cook up some culinary gems from old recipes of mine. But as I peruse my old cookbooks, chocked full of delicious dishes, I became a little wary, I became suspicious. I used to make the greatest ham, quite an outstanding leg of lamb. My chicken parmesan, turkey tetrazzini, veal scallopini, borscht and blini. My bouillabaisse, ragout bordelaise, sauce bayonnaise, all gained much praise. But now there's a new attitude towards food. You don't know what to expect. Could it be that some of my recipes were nutritionally incorrect? So I conducted a survey of the folks I planned to feed to see if there was any special dietary need. And as I checked around, this is what I found. Mary isn't eating dairy. Marguerite is off of wheat. Harry and Marion both vegetarian. Sugar freeze the path for Pete. Megan's gone completely vegan. Jim has allergies galore. I hear Barb's not eating carbs, and Nadia is a locavore. <laughs> Pat's on Atkins, Sam's on South Beach. Jenny Craig brings Jane her food. Emma weighs every ounce she eats on a little scale, which is rather rude. Mel's diabetic, Nell is kosher. Fran is eating for blood type B. <laughs> And what about Jim? No nuts for him. And Anne-Marie is gluten-free. Gluten-free, gluten-free.
free and Marie's gluten free. What a challenge, what a dilemma. Salt free for Harry, fat free for Emma. No cheese for Louise as a consequence of her lactose intolerance. No Parmesan, no Tetrazzini, no goulash, paprikash, scallopini. I was ruling out dishes hand over fist, eliminating my entire list. What a disaster. Then I thought, what about pasta? I make a turkey meat sauce. Folks say you just can't beat it. But all those vegetarians might not want to eat it. So I could make a separate sauce, one entirely meatless, and two kinds of pasta naturally, one with wheat and one that's wheatless. One pot for meatless and one pot for wheatless. We might have to eat less. I'll run out of pots. I've gotten much thinner while planning this dinner. It's getting my innards all tied up in knots. I began to despair of my role as chef and decided at last to go BYOF. <laughs> I'm hearing identification, so... So they brought their own food to my party. I had drinks and a pretty place setting. We honored every diet choice with minimal fuss and fretting. It's fat-free, sugar-free, salt-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, what a variety. We had conversation and good company, and we had a meal that was menu-free. Menu-free, menu-free. We had a meal that was menu-free. That oh, she was just saying, I don't know if, if, if she was speaking off mic or on mic, but she said that this song has brought her more pleasure than... Oh, right. Was I on? Are we on we now? don't... We're on now, we're, we're yes. On now. Well, we're on now. I can say it again, that, that that song, the diet song, because of all of the identification that people have for it, uh, really has has gotten me some marvelous uh, moments. Yes, marvelous moments. but I think, but people. What's wonderful about your songs is that people do identify with them. They identify with all of them, whether it's the clutterholic or whether it's the cell phone or diet is cast, etc. And it is amazing to me that your creative juices are still running rampant. It's wonderful. <laughs> Truly, there is rampant. <laughs> well, I, I'm slow. <laughs> no, you're, you're not. Well, rampant but slow. Rampant. Oh, that's a good ask. Uh, rampantly slow. <laughs> oh, slowly, well, slowly rampant. rampant. <laughs> good oxymoron. She'll write a song now. <laughs> Giving her, her ideas of oxymorons. Slowly rampant. Slowly rampant. <laughs> oh my goodness! So we really and we really have more that we can we can oh, there, chew there on. Oh, there are more and, juicy songs yes. which we'll play in the next segment. But we haven't even started talking about how she was, you started singing the French piano. How you oh. added the the piaf to your act. Uh, how did I add Piaf to my act? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, I had been singing French songs uh, really since college. I mean, I <clears throat> I used to listen to uh, Piaf records uh, when I was uh, taking French. And I had a way of being able to imitate her. I don't have the same voice as Piaf, but people kind of think I sound like her. Yes. I don't know what this frequency is. Yeah. Right. Everybody yes. thinks so. If you listen to a recording of her, you say, hmm, but everybody thinks. Yes. And so what happened one day, because I always used to include a French song or two in whatever uh, program I was doing. But what happened one day is that the, the president of the Douglaston Women's Club um, heard me do a regular program of my funny songs and a couple of French songs. And she said to me, could you do a whole program about Edith Piaf? I said, well, I mean, I'm a teacher. You know, if you say something like that to me, of course, you know, yeah. give me a little time. I can do. Right. Of course. So I said, I'd need some time. I'd have to learn some more songs, you know, read up and more. And she said, well, for next year, we would like to have it. <clears throat> so I... I have to cut you short here and say that Senior Moments will be right back 
on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. <laughs> and we will get to Lois when we come back. listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit wcwp.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stuart is back with our dear friend Lois Morton, whom we so re- we so rudely interrupted to go to station break, <laughs> you were you were talking about uh, Edith Piaf. Yes, and your, and, uh, no, yeah. I I just said that the the Douglaston Women's Club wanted uh, me to take a year and then do it. So in 2010, I did the first Edith Piaf show, and with Larry Moser, who does sound for me, and he plays yeah. the accordion on uh, several songs. Yeah. Um, and that was the first one in 2010, and just recently, I think I did the 56th one. Wow. wow. Whoa. So 56 we, times? 56. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And before we get to actually doing Lois, doing Edith Piaf, I uh, want to mention the, that you have this new show, which is not only Edith Piaf. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, but. I have, I have a Edith, new show. I did it in the city actually a year and a half ago, and now I'm only doing it on Long Island. Yeah. But it's called Edith, Marlene, Sophie, and Me. And all my theater two background, it's like for me, it's sort of like, you know, a piece of resistance. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I get a chance to act out the three ladies. Yes. <clears throat> I'm doing three different languages, French, German, and Yiddish. Yes. And um, everything I ever did is included in that show. It sounds very exciting. Very exciting. But anyway, well, let's when, let us. When, when, when we have her back the next time, we're going to have to play. Of that course, from that, sure, of course. But meanwhile, we're doing this, and yes, we want to hear Lois. Rose. I'll have yeah. to do those live because I don't have that recorded. Oh, <laughs> La Vie en Rose. La Vie en Rose. Des yeux qui font baiser les miens, un rire qui se perd sur sa bouche. Voilà la portrait sans retouche de l'âme auquel j'appartiens. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Il me dit des mots d'amour, des mots de tous les jours, et sans me fait quelque chose. Entrer dans mon cœur une part de bonheur dont je connais la cause. C'est lui pour moi, moi pour lui dans la vie. Il me l'a dit, l'a juré pour la vie. Et dès que je l'aperçois, Alors je sens en moi mon cœur qui bat. Des nuits d'amour à en mourir, un grand bonheur qui prend sa place. Les chagrins, les ennuis s'effacent, heureux, heureux pour mon plaisir. Quand il me prend dans ses bras, il me parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Il me dit des mots d'amour, de mots de tous les jours, et sans me fait quelque chose. Il est entré dans mon cœur une part de bonheur dont je connais la cause. C'est lui pour moi, moi pour lui dans la vie. Il me l'a dit, il l'a juré pour la vie. 
que je l'aperçois, alors je sens en moi mon cœur qui You just replaced the song in your voice in Lint Piaf's. They wouldn't know the difference today. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. No, it really... Not so, I but, but there's something... There, there must be something I do, because this goes back to college days. Yeah. There must be something I do that reminds people of oh, yeah. what she does. It. Believe me, it's not the same voice. Is there but, any French blood in your blood? <laughs> no French blood, but but I feel some affinity. You do, yes, with with what she. But also, you have a gift with language. I mean, that has always served you. You know, to, when you were very active with Theater Two of Glen Cove, you played. The, the Mad Woman of Shiloh. That was my finest hour. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was. And this the, is the, the great... playbill from that show. It certainly is. Yes, and where did we get this playbill? I think we do have to mention yes. our dear friend Isabel, who passed away do you six have all months the ago. We have all the playbills. I wondered if we, anybody. Oh, we did take all the playbills. Oh, and because Isabel had this they magnificent. Had she, they were like the historians. They were, and around the top around of the, the, top the room, room were all the, the playbills. Well, the I was with her daughter Rachel the day that she was dismantling all the frames and taking out all the playbills. And I brought them home, and of course there was my the first playbill, the first uh, show we ever did was the boyfriend, the boyfriend, and I had no idea that I would be in the boyfriend. I was asked to design the playbill cover, which I because I was an art major, okay, so I did. But then I ended up trying out, and then of course the theater bug bit me, and there Evie, we are. Evie too. And that was Evie's that first That was Evie Halbrin's. And, and it bit her. The we have so we have lost. We've just lost so many of our Evie. theater two friends. I tell you, that, Isabel yeah. kept theater two going single handedly for a decade. She did. When the whole thing would have died away, yes, she kept it going by herself, president, for years. Uh, until somehow we got a little bit more How many years back. was Theater 2 an actual... Uh, uh, well, 36. I th- ah, 36. So I 36 was not years. off. I was not o- only off by one year. Yeah, that's... 36 that's, years, because we did a show in 2006. We did um, the one that, that uh, I wrote with... Uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Bits and Pieces. Isn't no, that the one? What, no, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Steven. Uh, Steven. Steven. Goldstein? No. No. Stephen. Stephen with Marlene, the wife. <gasps> oh, of course. Steve Levine. Levine. Stephen Levine. Yes. Um, so yes. We, we wrote this thing called um, uh, Broadway. What was it? Showstoppers. 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 Right. And I don't think I was in that. I know, though, there were years there where I couldn't Harry be in Prep. anything. Harry Prep directed that. I don't the remember show. that. And he's from Huntington. I have uh-huh. to go back yes. to, to Lois. Otherwise, we're going to run out of time. Right, right. Because we have so we have yeah, more to play. This is so much more fun to talk about theater too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but and and. and you want to play my sad song. Yes. Yes, this yes. is my sad song. And and why is it your sad song? Well, it was written for Henry in his last year and anybody who knew him, you know. Yeah. And people who have lost people get a little of emotional. Course. And then we'll follow it up with a, <clears throat> a slightly more cheerful one called The Longer You Live, The Older You Get. <laughs> so, okay. okay, so this so is a beau- This is the last goodbye, the last which, goodbye is which is, oh, yes. remember you until the seas are dry I'll remember you until the stars have left the sky though we're worlds apart I'll always hold you in my heart and even though it's time to go I don't know how to say the last goodbye We swam in turquoise seas, had tea on balconies, slept on foreign trains and walked on mountains in the rain. All 
the times we laughed and all the times you made me cry. My memories are made of these. I don't know how to say the last goodbye. But when the seagulls cry, when sunlight glitters on the bay, when the ships stand tall in port, I'll know you're not so far away. And I'll remember you, a lifetime that we cared. Pictures on the wall, all that remain of times we shared. All the ways we were and ways that now will never be. I know that I'll remember you. I want to know that you'll remember me. Mais quand les mouettes crient, le soleil brille sur la mer, je saurais voyant les grands bateaux que tu n'es pas si loin de moi. Je me souviendrai de toi, de notre vie d'amour. Photographe au mur tout ce qui me reste de ces jours. Tout que nous étions et tout que jamais ne sera. Je sais que je me souviendrai et dis-moi que tu te souviendras de moi. I know that I'll remember you. I want to know that you'll remember me. I tell you, this song never ceases to move me, move me to tears. But I have to say, Lois, uh, I so admire your ability to folk to get your feelings out in this way. Thank I'm, you. I mean, really, it's it's so important. It's, Not, it's, a- it's important. I think songwriters have this valve, you know, that if there's something that's uh, upsetting you, you can get it down. Uh, yeah, well, they, they say writing, writing always helps, but the music is even... Yeah. Oh, goodness. So okay. let's leave yes. them laughing. Leave them laughing. That's right. We'll leave them laughing. Be a clown, be a clown. <laughs> The whole world loves the crowd. Right. This, uh, was, this was written, uh, the music is collaborative, uh, and uh, I, I wrote the lyrics. And this is a little bit Calypso, and it's called The Longer You Live, The Older You Get. And uh-huh. uh, that yeah. will kind of lift us up toward the end of the show. Okay. So, <laughs> Are we playing it now? Because it is toward the end of the show. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is the end of the show. <laughs> that it is. I'd like to end up with something called The Longer You Live, The Older You Get. <laughs> with a, a slight Calypso feeling to it. <laughs> better than the alternative. Sleeping Beauty awoke after a century of slumber. She didn't have one wrinkle. She said age is just a number. You all recall Dorian Gray, so the ladies would adore him. He kept a picture in the attic to do the aging for him. These two were the exception. The laws of nature missed him. Not so easy for us to find a way to beat the system Cause the longer you live, the older you get Haven't found a way around it yet The older you get, the longer you live Much better than the alternative was really feeling down in the mouth her mirror told her indisputably her face was going south so sally took bold measures to avoid the look she dreaded she got a shot of botox and she had her eyebrows threaded but these were discount procedures they did not come out so well is sally permanently surprised <laughs> in truth it's hard to tell the longer you live the older you get haven't found a way around it yet the 
older you get, the longer you live, much better than the alternative. I can't believe it. Very sophisticated Medicine's advancing, they transplant kidneys, livers, hearts, and they can take your own cells to fix up your body parts. They can take stem cells right from your nose and put them in your knee. So when you sneeze, your knee joint will kick up in sympathy. And cells from your posterior, they could put them in your ear, which might account for some peculiar noises that you hear. The longer you live, the older you get. Haven't found a way around it yet. The older you get, the longer you live, much better than the alternative. One more. When I pass a mirror, I think I am delirious. I say, who is that woman there? My God, you can't be serious. Well, I may be a bit forgetful and I may be moving slower, but I have everything I used to have, except I have it lower. The longer you live, the older you get. Haven't found a way around it yet. The older you get, the longer you live. Much better than the alternative. Bravo, bravo, Lois. It is now time, unfortunately, to say our thank yous. Yes, our thank yous, but I would like Lois to please tell us where to find out about her, her website, etc. Yes, my website is loismorton.com, and uh, you can order CDs over the website. You can find my events on the website, usually. Um, that's it. That's and it, have good. your appearances. Yes, and so, uh, oh, Lois... All we have to say is thank you so much. We certainly hope you're going to be on again in the future. And thank you, of course, to our producer, Carolyn Eipel, our WCWP engineer, Ryan. Thank you. And, of course, our musical consultant, Dale Zerbrick, who is getting much better. Thank you to you, too. This is Senior Moments. On 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember... Youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center's website is one word, GlencoeSeniorCenter.com. Now, if you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes, please subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments. It's free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio next time.